0: Hey, welcome to another episode of Footnotes. You know, there's an old saying that it takes about a decade to create an overnight success. But in the case of Nick Hooser, I think he would say it takes about 400 Saturdays. In this interview, we talked to Nick Hooser of Inda Coffee to learn more about how you build a market um, and also how it really does take time to create things um, that are worth it. Hey, we're back for another uh, episode of, of Footnotes. Uh, I've got uh, probably one of the people I've known for the longest amount of time since I've been in Columbia um, as a guest today, Nick Hooser, uh, Inda Coffee. Um, and what you might also hear in the background is some of the, as we're calling it, the sounds of progress here uh, in <laughs> Columbia as they uh, repair one of the uh, intersections downtown. Hopefully that's not going to be too distraction, distracting. But uh, Nick, thanks for, for, for joining us. I'm delighted to be here. And uh, I think, you know, people uh, know you're around town for your, for your coffee shop, Inda. But I think what people might not realize is that ha- Inda has not always been a coffee shop. has it? No, we um, we started very grassroots.
1: Um, it was uh, was really something that uh, was inspired by travel and um, came back from, from those travels and started roasting coffee and, um, and then I picked up a you know an expensive habit, a, a hobby and um, started uh, started roasting coffee in, in my garage, and uh, then to start giving that to friends and family, and then pretty soon people said, "This is pretty good. You should should take it down to you know, to some of the markets and that kind of thing, and see if we could do something with this." So I thought, well, you know, we've invested some money into this, and why not I'll give it a go? And I enjoyed talking about coffee with people, and so um, we signed up for the All Local Market, which was at 701 Whaley at the time. And okay. um, and what year was that? What, about what? That was in 2010. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. So
0: seems like a hundred years ago.
1: Almost. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so so anyway, we you know we started going to the all local market on Saturdays, and you know I've always loved cafes for the community aspect, and I think mm, uh, the all local market provided that kind of community aspect. Um, I I have friends who I first met. As customers um, in 2010 2011 that still come in every week and and uh, get a cup of coffee with us so wow. it's, it's become kind of a, a ritual but um, so so anyway at the time there wasn't really an intention to I'm gonna I'm gonna take this and make this a full-time thing this was just I was having fun something I was passionate about enjoyed talking to people about and then uh, True story, we, we actually didn't have a brewer. People would say, well, can I try a sample of this before I buy it? And- oh, uh, like
0: make coffee out of the beans you were roasting? Right, so we were okay.
1: very much just bootstrapping this thing and hadn't really thought through a strategy of how we're gonna grow this thing, how we're gonna scale this thing. Um,
0: so you were just selling people beans. You're like, hey, you go right. grind them yourself. You go make your own coffee. Right. I'm just the bean guy.
1: And so, and it was kind of one of those things, like how much do I wanna put into this thing? You know, because it's really a hobby, but you know, how much do I want to invest in this? How much do I want to try to grow this?
0: Did investment just mean money? Or was it money and time, or? I think, I, d- I didn't mind the
1: time so much on
0: Saturdays.
1: Um, you know, when I started doing some, like, other evening events, it, it did become that at, at a, a later point. To start with, it was uh, it was mainly just, just you know, just, just money. And, um, but people kept saying, once, once we did get a, you know, we started started brewing coffee on site. People, you know, saying kept saying, "I look forward to this cup of coffee all week." And wow. of course, I should back up and say the all local market kind of morphed into Soda City Market. Okay. Okay. So we we you moved. Some plenty of history there.
0: Like so, you right? You were in Soda City before it was Soda City. That's correct. Wow. Yes.
1: Okay. A, um And so when it when it moved to Main Street after five or six months it started to say like wow this has potential this thing can grow and um and the you know like i, I guess it was it was actually a couple years into it when the sales started to yeah you know, started thinking huh this this actually could could become something i think around 2011 2012 our, our first wholesale customer was, was oak table um and we we set up at the market A few booths down, and kind of built a relationship. Um, They liked our coffee, and and had asked if we would, uh, you know, if we could roast for them. And um, so at that point, that was kind of the first time I made a significant investment. I uh, finished out our detached garage behind my house, and we built a roastery there, and got a Department of Agriculture food manufacturing facility. So that's. that was kind of the first, you know, bigger step as far as investment.
0: Roughly what when was when did when did you build the roastry
1: at, at your house? That was um, I guess we started that around 2012.
0: Okay. So about two years after you started at the market that you sales and, and sort of the following had built up enough where just in two years you were making an investment at home mm-hmm. to to be able to roast beans? Sure. Okay. But also, it sounds like to support a wholesale business as well. Yes.
1: So, so at that point, it was was you know Saturday mornings at the Soda City Market. We were we were dabbling with some other markets as, as well, but it, but that's where the the time investment became really challenging. Um, and we were also, you know, like I, I was doing a lot of the roasting. I'd come home, eat dinner, put the kids in bed, and then
0: go out to the garage and roast. Go to work again. Yeah. So, so you sir, you had a, you had a day job. Right. But this was becoming more than a side hustle. Mm-hmm. When did you make the leap from, or, or what caused you guys to really start thinking seriously about having a place called Inda? Mm-hmm. We started
1: getting more serious at trying to, the, the idea of adding a cafe probably around 2014, 2015, is when we started looking at that. Um, And we, you know, we just had, after thousands of people say, I look forward to this cup of coffee all week. When are y'all gonna do a cafe so I can come get your coffee during the week? Um, Yeah, we started thinking about, okay, I've heard that enough. I think there's something there. Um, I I really, most people say, oh, it'd be cool to have a cafe. Um, I've always wanted to do that. Now let's figure out how to do it. for, For me, it was like, I, I didn't know if I would wanted to do a cafe. Mm-hmm. I thought about just doing the the wholesale side to start, and um, and so so was, I guess it's a little little different on that. Um, we're really glad we did the cafe. It yeah worked out well, but um, I think at at some point that was another that was a moment where um, you know we just we heard, had to hear it enough times to where it um, you know it's, you know started making sense that. Hey, there's something here.
0: How many years how many years do you think you heard those comments about we want a cafe? It would be cool if you had a cafe. When's the cafe coming?
1: Yeah, that's um yeah, I I I wish I was better with the chronology on that, but it was it was over a
0: lot of years. Wow. Um, I think that's something that a lot of people, you know, the perhaps the, the one of the footnotes here is that, you know, I think people think about, especially like maybe with food, like I need to start a business and have a place. I open the doors and I hope people come in there. But I think with your story, and within the story, it's I think you said over the course of years, people were asking and asking and asking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure there was some ebb and flow, flow to that, but sure. the fact that you guys were willing to wait for years before you went into kind of a retail establishment, I think is, is sort, of, sort of unusual. Um, was there ever a point between beans and the shop where you thought about just giving up i mean oh what was that like um quite a bit
1: um we i mean there were there were plenty of times where it's just you know like hey this is you know the revenues is is, is improving constantly you know for saturdays and yeah, we have some wholesale customers but we didn't have the infrastructure to you know as far as it was like i was making deliveries on the way into work um and i was up late, up late roasting at night, and then it was Friday nights prep for sat- Saturday at Soda City, and then after Soda City on Saturday, come home and clean it up. <laughs> so it, was, it really had become pretty time intensive at that point. Um, so I think it's, there, there are a lot of gut checks of, you know, do I really, do I love this? Is, do I believe in this? Do I want to keep doing it? And, um, you know, uh, my wife and I kind of joke about, as far as, entrepreneurship if you know if if we have one skill set it maybe is we're stubborn and and persevere Um, you know so um, there were plenty of times to give up and maybe maybe on paper would have made sense to Mm -hmm. give up Mm -hmm. but but you know we we just we believed in it couldn't let it go yeah
0: that's interesting that you mentioned that you mentioned your wife and that that you both sort of had had a like-minded mindedness about sort of into and in what it mm-hmm. what it was but what you thought it what you thought it could become what would you say to that I mean if you started in 2010 and it's 2020 now and you've had the shop for what about two years we we opened up um, the brick- and- mortar on Sumter Street in early 2017 17 okay so yeah. so almost three years mm-hmm. um, but this has been at least a decade-long journey, Mm -hmm. just just from when you started roasting beans. And like you said, before that, you had to develop the love and the travel and all that, so even more time before that. So I'm sure there's somebody out there that's watching this that's probably at that point, somewhere along that that 10 or 15-year journey that you've already done, and they're thinking, there's a lot of reasons I should stop doing this that that would make sense, that maybe my spouse would would agree with, that my family would agree with, that, that no one would say I was crazy for doing it. What, what <laughs> advice, what wisdom, what encouragement could you offer someone that might find themselves at that point right now?
1: You know, I, I think I think there's a lot to be said for just stick to itness and um, just you know pushing through even when it's when it's difficult. Um, using those setbacks as, as opportunities to reevaluate and say what could we do differently, um, and um, and sometimes the. You know what? You know the, the original plan of where you think you're going to go and where you end up might not look exactly the same, but but the the process and the you mean journey, there's no straight line to success? <laughs> uh, not in our case. <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe for some people. <laughs> right. But but you know the process really when we look back, it's it's kind of a cool thing to see how. Um. It's, sometimes it's surreal to think think back. You know, like. We're doing this. This is, this is our in you know, a full-time thing. So,
0: yeah. Well, I'll tell you. I, I'm personally, I'm glad you did. Uh, we we love the coffee. Uh, we've known you guys for a long time. We, uh, the the place is great. There's always people there. Uh, it feels like that it's building community, and it's part of a part of a community. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a really cool, um, just uh, sort of side thing that goes with creating a business. Um, Thanks for being willing to do this and, and to kind oh. of share your story uh, here on, on Footnotes. I think, like I said, the, the footnote of sticking with things, the, the footnote of building a brand before you maybe build a business, I think it's something that I think a lot of people don't realize. They might think, hey, I need a business first to grow my brand. You guys did it, did it reverse, and that's probably why you're seeing a lot of the success that, that you're seeing today. It, you know, it's um,
1: our time at Soda City Market I think was instrumental when we opened up on a Tuesday night in uh, 2017, and we had a thousand people show up at our grand opening. Wow! Um, and so, people. so a lot of people ask me, "Wow, what is your secret? How did you, you know, like, the, like you're a marketing genius, or who, what firm did you hire to be our firm to get all those people to come out?" And honestly, I was kind of surprised. I thought maybe maybe a hundred people would show up. And uh, we didn't really prepare for a thousand people, but um, people who had been journeying with us over that time and who had come to believe in what we were doing, um, they they showed up, and it was just kind of it was a grass grassroots kind of word of mouth. So, so it's it's funny I get asked that you know from time to time. How did you get? In fact, I had a had a. Um, Commercial real estate developer who told us we were crazy for, for going to Cotton Town and said, "I don't know how you would get traffic to this location." And um, and so so I, I think at some level I, I tell people that I was
0: a I was a seven year
1: overnight success. So you know. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're like, hey, I got a couple hundred Saturdays uh, baked into this <laughs> yeah. thing already. So yeah. That's really cool. Hey, thanks for coming out and of sharing course. that with us. Yeah. So thanks for having us.